Welcome back to Pine Size Pod. Um, that never gets less awkward. Excited today. Uh, we've got Kirsty. Hi, Kirsty. Hello. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. I know Kirsty for far too long now. Um, what was it? Five years? Six years? It's too long. You can leave it yeah. at that. Um, <laughs> we're not really friends. Just no. sort of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. We used to work together, and then, and now here we are. Um, would you like to give all our great listeners a insight to your life? Yes. I mean, I'm not the mo- I'm not the most interesting of people. Quite bog standard. Um, I am 26, which is terrifying. Work at Funding Circle uh, within sales. After, as you know doing a stint with Ugni and recruitment at Hayes. Um, other than that, I mean, there's a few bits and pieces you'll find out later on, but that's that's a general overview. Decent. What's your favourite colour? I actually don't have a favourite colour. That's controversial. But I like blue and yellow. But I don't know which is my favourite, so sorry. I've never, I didn't expect that answer. I just expected a, a pretty simple answer there, but um, fair play. Fair play. Um, uh, good question. I would probably say either green mm. or pink. Interesting. I you like pink. Black wall behind you. I think that's uh, railings, actually. Like huh? It's actually railings. It's not black. I've got this debate many a time. Oh, um, we're going to get into it. Uh, but yeah, look, we're going to talk a few, about a few different things. Um, food being one of them, motivation, lockdown and everything in between. Um, but first of all, how are you? How has lockdown been over the last year now? Yeah, I found it OK. It's obviously not ideal, but... I think as humans, people adapt very quickly to the situation they're in. Some easier than others, but I feel like I'm quite adaptable. I go with the flow a lot. So I've just like kind of embraced it. Tried to keep my routine as much as possible, or, like create new routines just to keep me sane. Um, but overall, I think, okay. I think the routine is the key thing for me. I love routine. Get yourself into a good routine and you'll be all right, I think. Yeah, but- I completely agree. I think... I didn't have a routine for a little while, and as soon as I did, it changed my life. I was going absolutely mm. so crazy beforehand. Um, yeah. So yeah, totally agree. Are you excited for the end of lockdown? What, have you got any plans sorted? No, I booked a restaurant to go to that they've already cancelled, which is good. Yeah. But um, no, I've got a few festivals lined up. There's a gala, there's one in Peckham. Mm. And there's another All Points East I'm going to, as long as everything's okay. So I've not booked any holidays or anything. I don't even know if you can now. I think they've cancelled it. So I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think travel bans still, isn't it, until June? No. Yeah. So good job I didn't do that. Did what you have any you? holidays cancelled? Um, well, I mean, I'm just waiting to get to New York, so that's oh, pretty yeah. much my life. Uh, Are you going to go like ASAP Rocky as soon as you can? I did, yeah. Well, it's been a year anniversary now for me trying to get to New York, so it's been fun. Um, going to go in a few cycles after you mug me off completely, but, you know, I'll we'll get past that. I didn't mug you off completely. I was eating sandwiches. 
Are you bugging me off? Um, no, I was eating a really good sandwich. I said you should come and get the sandwich, and you didn't. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, but that leads us nicely on to our topic. Um, so, yeah. relationship with food. Excited to talk about this. I think there's lots of mm-hmm. things to discuss and, and different angles. But I guess just to start it off, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd like to see or hear your perspective in general, and then maybe we can dive into a few different angles. Yeah, I think I don't. I think this is me personally. I know some people would relate to this as well, but I think relationship with food is so so complicated. Like I love food. I think about it a lot. Like, and I know people say that a lot, but like I think it can become obsessive in a lot of ways. Like, and when I say that, I don't mean like obsessive about food, but like comes into calorie counting, thinking about like not doing things because you're like, oh, that's freaking me out. If it's like big drinking session or like three course meal, like all those things just make it more complicated because it seems such a simple thing. But I've always had a really complex relationship with food, like really complex. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know why. Um, I mean, my mum thinks we've always had like a, a greedy gene, which I thought is just a load of bullshit to be quite honest yeah but I mean I don't know what other people think about this whether like people are born naturally more greedy because I see some people and they're like you know you get them people that are like oh I've been so busy I've forgot to eat and I'm like sorry well I I mean I I, I think it's interesting because I think people have you don't have that much education about food do you when you think about it right there's no, no when you're growing up no one really tells you what to eat when to eat what metabolism is um mm. you know your 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 body etc right so i think there is definitely definite a definite lack of education around it um but yeah you're right as well as that um like i'm an all or nothing sort of guy so if i'm gonna yeah. eat or gonna binge i'm gonna binge um mm-hmm. if i don't i'm not gonna do it same with drinking same, well same with anything really um so that was that's always been my problem but I guess what when we when you say you've got a complicated relationship, what do you mean? Do you mean like what, what I've just said in terms of you do one or the other pretty aggressively in stints, or is it just a constant yeah. battle in that sense? What you said summed it up really like exactly how I feel almost. Like it is almost like all or nothing. Like I'm either really like regimented, like like three meals a day maybe like a couple of healthy snacks work out go for a walk after work and then weeks it's great but then if I ever fall off it slightly I'm like oh or have like one bad thing I'm almost like fuck it I might as well just eat the whole house now there's like no in between like you said I I don't want to think oh I'm just gonna have this little snack that's a bit naughty and then leave it It'll be like oh well might as well have loads now and I think that and I know that's an unhealthy way of thinking about it but it's very hard to not do that essentially I've, I've pretty much got a rule of myself or I, I, if I have anything unhealthy in the house I don't I try not to stock it but if I do I'll eat it all at once and I can't not have it um and it's interesting because I don't know if that's a healthy way of looking at things or just really stupid. Um, but I don't know if other people have that have that thought. But like if I if I buy any like a packet of crisps, let's say, or like two packets yeah. of crisps, they have to go. They can't. I can't yeah. keep them in the house. Um, can't be in the house. 
I literally discuss myself like one time or actually this happened a few times I've like gone to the shops and been like I've been hungry I've been like oh let me just pick up a few things that I know I shouldn't I get home and I'll either well like you say all or nothing I'll get home and be like I want to eat it all I've put things like in the bin like clean like I put them like all like ruined it like I've put I think I sprayed stuff with deodorant once so I wouldn't eat it or something and then put it in the bin or like all this random stuff just so I wouldn't eat it because I was like yeah. if I do that like or I just like crush it up and put it in the bin because I'm like I don't want the temptation there because I know I've done something and I made a decision right I'm either gonna eat this all or I have to somehow ruin it so I can't eat it basically deodorant that's pretty deep well, no, well, that's a weird example, but like, if you, obviously you can't eat it if you put yeah. it in can you? And I was thinking, how, it was in my room. I was like, it sounds so ridiculous, but that was okay. for me I to be like, I'm not going to eat that. I need it out. So I can't have anything bad in my bubble, in my space, because, um, I think I can, I'm really good when I'm good, but if there's the temptation, I don't need the temptation. The temptation right. is the I guess, diving a bit deeper into it, in terms of like, are you one of these people who calorie counts or tracks your intake, et cetera, or, mm. or have you in the past? It'd be interesting to know that. Yeah, as in each day I eat relatively same things and I know that amounts to how many calories I want to consume. And I don't really diverge from that too much in the weekday. Say like Monday to Friday, I eat pretty much the same. And I know yeah. what how much that is. Because, um, yeah, I am quite obsessive. But if, I mean, I've got better with life. I'm going out in the, well, I say going out in the evening. When I used to go out in the evenings and get food, I would go through phases of Googling the calories in the menu and being like, oh, what am I going to pick as a result of that? Because... I think it stems from like growing up quite a fat kid and then losing the weight and then being like, I do not ever want to go back to that place. And it kind of scars you a bit because you're like, you just go too far the other way and it's quite hard to, to not do that. But yeah, going back to your question. Yeah. I, I, I say I don't calorie count as much anymore, but I already know what I'm eating most times anyway. So I probably would if I changed my diet, but my diet is pretty solid at the moment. Interesting. And, and like, because we had this conversation a few times actually on, on different episodes around like um, the mentality of a Monday to Friday routine and then going mm. all out on a, on a weekend. And also, <laughs> we talked a bit about, um, about body image and stuff like that beforehand as, as well. Because it's interesting to me because I'm kind of the same, right? Like Monday, Monday to Friday, I'll try to keep a relative. Um, a same samey kind of routine or eating habits but I don't know if that really enhances my I guess even like just just general health like it's kind of boring it's fucking bland and yeah. there's nothing really that you can you know there's nothing to look forward to I, I think that especially what, what in you know the last year where you're just at home and you've got nothing to look forward to it's the same shit every single day um do you think that's healthy or do you think it's just a you know, because in reality, that's what people do, isn't it? That's what, that's what you get told from social influencers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, 
I'm torn on this because like you say, you need to have balance. It can't be so strict in the week that when it comes to Friday or, or the weekend, you're literally just going to binge. You yeah. need to have like all the components of a healthy diet, including some like fat, sugar in the week. I think it just should be, I do, but I do agree Monday to Friday, it should be a lot more regimented in like a routine but it shouldn't make you want to go mental on the weekend. Like everyone's entitled to have a treat. Like I have a treat most weekends or like not a treat, but like maybe a meal that I know is more than I'd normally have on a weekday, but calorie wise, but yeah, it's, it's a hard one. Uh, interesting. And I kind of want to dive into, cause I've got a similar sort of thought process. Um, you talked about sort of, you know your past experience scoring you and that sort of holding a you know I guess a virtual um I don't know what the word is so I'm not going to say it um <laughs> but I kind of I've, I've had the same experience right I've, I've, I've been relatively good Nick brought into a pretty dark place when I was quite big and I've always been quite conscious since um mm. about eating and, and and that sort of stuff how does that have affected you or how has that affected you? How do you sort of manage that for maybe people that are going through it or people that feel like they're in a similar scenario? Yeah, I think you just can't let it, um, the control element, it is a control thing. I think it's very easy to fall into really bad habits. Like for example, one time, like I went through a phase where like the beginning where I, so I'd lost all the weight and I was like, oh, really fancy and quite bad, but don't want to gain from it. So I went through a phase of like, like eating disorder wise. I was like, went through a bad phase of thinking I was cheating the system somehow by doing what I was doing, like binging, purging. And I was like, oh, I'm, it's kind of like a win-win. I'm getting to eat what I want, but not sort of have any repercussions. Yeah. Um, and it's not that's not healthy at all like that's not gonna get in the long term because you you're weak and it just is a cycle a vicious cycle that's really hard to break um so anyone that feels like that just know that is definitely not the option but it's hard I'm not saying it's easy not to fall into that but I think for me it was falling in love with working out and training and doing that kind of thing or even just even like going out and getting fresh air like if you're not giving yourself the right nutrients and the right the right food you're not going to be able to do that so I know for me by getting over that I was like right I want to get I want to work out and everything and binging purging just gonna it's a vicious cycle you're not going to have the energy to do anything to better yourself in a way yeah yeah, so, so, so I've, been, I've, I've never really tried, um, like, those, like, juice, or I don't know what they're called, juice diets, or, like, you know, things that you yeah. see online. Um, but it's, like, I know, I know, obviously, people talk about it as an issue, but no one really, like, you don't really hear that much, do you? Like, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people do it, but it's not necessarily documented, or it's not necessarily, um, you know, highlighted as an issue in, in general sight. It's just like, oh, here's a fixed, or here's a shortcut, I should say, to to um to a healthy living. Um it, which which is quite interesting for me because I think there's obviously a lack of A in education, B, people just don't, obviously don't care enough to to think it's a problem. Um whereas I think it is. Um 
you know, I'm, I'm guessing you're on the same sort of opinion as me, but what, I mean, why, why, why don't people talk about it um, as much? Yeah, I, again, it's like loads of things that people don't want to talk about. I don't know if it's people see it as a sign of weakness or if, like, for me, I don't know, like with, with, with things like, I mean, education needs to be better on it because I don't think that's done nearly enough about food at all. Like, did anyone do food at school? I don't remember doing anything like nutrition. Yeah. I don't, I didn't do nutrition, for example. I think that's probably what the class would be called if there was one. I it was honestly, food tech, wasn't there, something like that? I remember that. Yeah, but that was cooking. That was like cooking the food that I was just going to go and scoff when I got in. Yeah, but I suppose, yeah, they did touch on it on like every other week where you maybe weren't cooking. Yeah. Um, But it's crazy, isn't it? Like, um, because even like thinking about, you know, there's there's, there's so many things now and I'd I'd, I'd quite like to hear your thoughts on social responsibility on, on just like influencers, right? Like, yeah. The, all the stuff we're talking about in reality is 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 behaviors that are driven by people telling you to do stuff um like no one would do a juice diet if, if so i don't know i don't know the celebrity's name but if they didn't do it you would be doing it so i think yeah you're right like the education piece has to be sorted out but surely there has to be some sort of way to you know put barriers around what people can and can't say um you know on okay. social media and those sorts hundred percent like you see all these like is there like boom bod and things like that that these people on social media are doing people celebrities have now been sued for that because you they've taken the picture the same day they've just pulled their bikini up or they've like just flexed differently and they're giving everyone this illusion that if you have this tea that essentially is just going to make you like shit yourself for like four four weeks or however long this cleanses or what it's saying it's going to do and then in reality it's just like it's just so bad I think it should like if it's not I feel like it should be against the law like that's false advertising I think it is I mean wait what I, I don't think I've heard of this before you take a tea and you shit and what like a cleansing tea so it's I can't remember it was someone from like the only way is Essex right. and she promoted this like skinny tea or boom bod or something sort of drink that she was claiming made her lose a certain amount of weight. So all these, her like bearing in mind, she has a huge influence. Like yeah. this isn't just like me posting it to my 400 followers. This is like a lot. Um, and they would all, um, and it basically the tea she was claiming would make you lose weight, but all it was was water weight. So it was right. just making like flushing people's systems out. So yeah, you might lose weight, but the thing about that is when it's finished, you're going to go back to a normal diet potentially, and you're just going to go back exactly the same to what you were before. Um, and she got sued because I think she put pictures up and somehow someone worked out that it was like the same day that she'd taken the before and after picture. So yeah, she got in some trouble. I, I don't follow the only way is Essex and all that, but yeah. So I think that that's really bad because kids might not listen as much in school but I reckon they do listen more on social media and if that's what they're being fed all the time I think the rise of that is making it worse but don't get me wrong I feel like it is being talked about more like I think people are being a bit more like this is reality now but it's still got a lot of work 
that because that, that was my sort of next point was 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 kids, right? Um, obviously, you know, the older you get, the more sort of knowledge you sort of consume from different sources. But like you said, these, you know, I, I don't know how old kids get on social media. Like they say, twelve is a mm. estimate, twelve to eighteen, or even twelve to twenty, let's say, right? Um, they're getting fed this information, whether that's good or bad, and you know, we we talk about it. We weren't taught about food as any as you know what to eat and what not to eat. These guys are getting taught to do these things. So surely there's going to be a, a backlash, or there's going to be a real life problem to solve in the coming years. Because you know, the reality is, someone told you to do some something that you that you that inspires you. You're going to do, it, aren't you? Yeah. Especially when you're seeing these pictures and you're like, oh, wow, I want to look like that. You don't know the editing. Like, we have apps now that you can, uh, well, there was a, a scandal with Kendall Jenner that she was using a filter on a video of herself in a bikini that made her waist smaller. Uh, and you could see it apparently in there. And I'm like, if people that are impressionable, like you say that like 12 years old, whatever, seeing that then it's just starting them at a really young, young age to be so insecure about potentially their body or, or like anything like that or like to buy products that aren't going to work because the fact of the matter is what's on there isn't real at yeah. all pretty much like or it's a or it's a um like a oh, i don't know the word like any a only the best goes on Instagram, doesn't it? The best of everything. You're not, you don't often see the worst side of things. And if they do, it's a big deal. Everyone's like, oh, look, this is me after a full day of eating. And they show their bloated belly and it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah, there's sure. a lot of work that needs to be done. I guess, I guess that, it's a bit, a bit off topic, but what, what is your general thoughts on social media? Because that is, I know that's a huge topic to dive into, and obviously we've got we've got a few other things to to cover. But um, yeah. I'm interested. Obviously, following on from here is, you know, what, what what do you make of social media as a whole at this moment in time? I think I don't like to get too involved in it. I mean, I I am on Instagram. I use it, but I just think it's just too much. I feel like people can get really into it and it's just like especially in lockdown because obviously people's freedom to go like has been taken away from them in, a, in terms of actually going out into the real world so your only connection to the real world is like your phone yeah um and you just get some the, the amount of hate on there as well it's just awful like i feel like there are people just waiting for someone to mess up so they can have an argument or call them out or cancel them this whole cancel culture and it's just, there's pros to it, don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel like you need to really manage maybe how much you use, time you spend on it, and how much you take in of it. And you need to make sure, just make sure it's, you know it's not all truth. Or Instagram in particular. Other apps, yeah, Twitter probably is maybe more truth. I don't yeah. know, but social media as a whole. I feel like Instagram's the main one that... A lot of people fall a trap with because it's just perfect pictures a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be doing a lot of reading into into um, it's it's about it's about it's about like your inputs in life, not your, your inputs in life, but like what you what you can control that you take in, like the information you take in, whether that's you know social who people you follow on social media, like 
the all the news that you read let's say you know there's, there's, there's loads of stuff like that and but i i've obviously come back on it recently um but just there's so much shit on it like it's unbelievable um yeah. but then you look at then you look at the flip side and you look at people like um who's that bloke off love island yeah, uh, yeah. dr alex on me here oh <laughs> I didn't know who you meant. <laughs> but like you know, that, that that just shows how powerful the social media platform is because you know a role a role like that. Um, and I'm not saying you should, he's not des- he's not deserving of that role, but a role like that would never have gone through a social media influence route. Um, you know, a couple of years back. But the reality is, people listen to that more. Um, yeah. Nowadays, it's a good point. Like, if people are going to listen more, then you do have to adapt to the times. Because if you need people to listen, and that's the only way they're going to listen, like a lot of people just don't even really watch the news that much anymore. Like, like what you're saying, I think it does impact you. I don't know how that's changed. It'll be interesting to find what's changed with you there, because I found recently I've tried to detach myself from a lot of news because I don't want to take, I don't want to take it in, to be quite honest, a lot of the case. I don't want to be naive about certain situations. I want to learn about things. But I feel like, it's a lot of negativity that you're just allowing into yourself. And I mean, has that reading what you've read changed yeah. your impact? So, so, so much. Like I've got quite a big opinion on this because I think like the news, the news is so, it's so one-sided, first of all, that eventually, you know, the, the whole point of life is that you meet different people and you have different opinions. And you, you know, you make connections and, and learn different, you know, different, different styles of, not styles, um, <laughs> viewpoints is what I meant, right? Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like the news just gives you this one-sided viewpoint of this is this is how this is how the world is, and if you agree with it, great, you're, you're on this train. If you don't, you're not going to speak to that person ever again. Um, you know, and obviously there's there's been recent cases where things have been you know less. You know, there's there's external factors that I'm, that I'm not in any way supporting, but you know, let's let's look at. A particular but obviously the Sarah incident which, which is horrible in itself but you know, the news then scare Mongolia into you can't live in London like the whole the rest of the country of, of people who don't live in London are looking at that incident and going right this is this is the reality of life whereas it's not is it like we both know we've both lived here for a long time like you can it's 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 yeah you know, there's shit people everywhere but that's the reality right and I'm not in yeah. any way saying that you know it's justified at all obviously but it's not it's not it's probably safer to walk in a London road than a road in the countryside with, with no one around you. Um, but yeah, you're much more vulnerable there. That, that's just a fact. So yeah. I don't know, I've rambled a bit, but I, I, I've, got, I've got a real strong viewpoint. So I think it will get to the point where if too many people listen to this shit that's spewed into, into it, then yeah, you're just going to have like these random groups of people that don't ever communicate. The media is the most dangerous thing in the world. Like yeah. it honestly, it, it puts the fear in you. And if you think about like the what the okay, say for example, like Caroline Flack, for example, yeah, a lot of that was because of the suicide, like the suicide that happened is a lot attributed like a lot of that is attributed to the media just harassing her and putting headlines out there. I watched the documentary on it the other day, and I feel like I honestly believe if the media had had hadn't existed or wasn't there she would most likely be alive because the pressure of that and reading things on Twitter or on social media, it's just so 
toxic like yeah and they don't care i don't i don't understand why they don't get more penalties for sort of writing information that isn't either true or they've just made someone an absolute villain like it's not okay like how do they get away with it I think that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Like the whole business is the whole the whole media setup is to do uncontroversial or like headline making news, right? So there's no there's never going to be news about positive journeys. Like you look at let's look, look, look at mental health, right? Um, and you how many positive stories have you heard about people who've gone through it and come out the other side? No. Literally, it's always the the stories, and then it's always like too little too too late isn't it it's like yeah. Meghan Markle spoke about having mental health issues everyone was like oh she's attention seeking all of that and everyone when Caroline Flack died they said oh she should have spoken up about how she was feeling well which one because exactly. you can't do both it, it's it's our age like, I remember I remember watching um Matthew Perry recently um and obviously I'm an avid friends viewer um, and I've watched many hours, but like he yeah. was like, it was based talking about him going for his journey of depression when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. And like, that's an amazing story for people to listen to, I would say, because you can relate to it. You know, the person, you think that he's got the best job in the world and he's obviously come out the other end of it. But yeah. why the fuck would you use that as like a story to inspire people? God knows, like, all you hear about is the negative stuff. And, and obviously, it's, it's, just, it's a different talking point, and there's positives for people talking about you know, negative scenarios and, and, and making it more of a conversation. But I just feel like the news in particular are obsessed with, you know, just polluting people's brains with, with shit, essentially. Yeah, and it's so true, because that story you've said there sounds like an amazing story. And yeah, I mean, that's the first... I didn't know he had depression yeah. at all. And if you just watch him on Friends, you're not going to be like, that guy has depression. Obviously, he's playing a role. But like, do you know what I mean? You you always assume someone like that. Like, same with like um, Robin Williams as well. Like, these yeah. people have a, like an act on a facade the whole time. And you only seem to hear about it almost when it is, like you say, too late. And then it's like... And then it's the news story... And the news, I mean, even the media, uh, the media just, I think we should cancel them. Should we cancel them? I mean, you start a petition. I mean, I might start a, uh, what What do they call them when you start? Can you can you do that? Start, I yeah, can only think of a GoFundMe page. It's definitely not GoFundMe page, is it? Uh, or two. Sign, sign my petition. Sign my petition, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, that it's just an interesting topic, isn't it? It's like... I think obviously the last year has highlighted even more because I'm sure like you, like like me, at one point you probably glued to your screen at every hour of every day looking at COVID. But mm-hmm. you know, like how healthy was that for a nation? Yeah, you know, should should they just shut shut it off and not say anything? I mean, obviously yeah. you can't not say anything. But um, sorry, it's a fox yeah. that's staring me out. Um, uh, win them. But yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that kind of that kind of like leads on to our next topic about you know motivations in lockdown uh you know how maybe lockdown's changed i'd be interested to know how lockdown has changed not even lockdown but how the last year has changed your sort of view on everything really um Mm. be keen to keen to hear your thoughts so i think 
for a lot of people, this is a general consensus that it's made people realize that their way of living before maybe wasn't sustainable in a way. Like you'd be working really long hours, you'd be commuting long hours. You wouldn't really have much time to just be. And I think this year has been, I have appreciated the extra time I've got to just be like, oh, it's really nice. I can sit and read. I can do some, like, it sounds silly, but I can do some cleaning. Like, I could do, I could just focus on tasks. Um, and the other, the other side of the coin is, like, I think with work, it has made you, I mean, we're now going to, at Funny so going to be operating on, like, a three-day, uh, three days in, two days at home now. Yeah. And they never would have done that before because it's like a sales floor, it's got like all buzzy and it's like, without this, we never would have had that opportunity like to have that sort of balance. Yeah. In terms of more my personal side of thing, I mean, I was, I've always been enjoyed like going to the gym and doing all that side of things. So I've had to just adapt my, my home. I've got my little home workout section of my room. But I think for me, it's just been quite, I do everything in my room basically it's it's yeah. quite mental um I work in here I sleep in here I work out over there like everything um so I think it's I think I'm quite an adaptable person so I think I've been okay with it but I my heart goes out to people that maybe haven't been in as a good situation I'm like very fortunate with my situation yeah. but for some people I just I when I hear about it I'm like my heart goes out to them because it just depends on a lot of factors in your life like your job family friend if you've got a a good network and a good home and everything around you then lockdown is not the worst thing in the world right yeah sure that but for other people I just think you know it just must be awful yeah, I completely agree. I think that the room thing that you just said is I'm exactly the same. Like, I'm sick of seeing this flat. Like literally, I had a point where I just wanted to get out at any yeah. anything I did. Um, fair play. Well, I guess what what, what have there been any sort of wobbles that you've had, or has it been quite mm. constant to keep that? And I like obviously say you're quite adaptable um, in that sense. But have you had any like moments where you've just been or, or periods of time maybe that you've just gone fuck this? Yeah, uh, I think anyone who says they haven't would be lying to be quite 100%. honest yeah. just like we need to just like normalize the fact that like nobody has been okay for this last year for the whole time like there, there's been weeks where like there was there, I think it was I think it was like January you know January is just renowned for being like one of them months where you're just like it's just never that nice um and I just, just no motivation to do anything whatsoever. I, I literally, like, even working, like, yeah. I didn't want to get out of bed to go from here to here to do my job. Meant to, isn't like, it? Yeah, I had to go from there to here. And I was just like, no, I just don't want to do this. And I think there is a point where the lack of social interaction does just get in your head. Yeah. Like, and I'm worried about going back in. I, I don't remember how to sp- speak to people. Like, I'm worried I'm not going to be able to just go back to, like, normal. Because I'm like, I don't even know how to hold a conversation anymore. I'd hardly do it. To be fair, you've never been that good at it, have you, so. <laughs> Shut up. 
Yeah. But I, I completely agree with you. Like, I, I don't have anxiety, but I don't think I can speak to it. Like, if I had a human sat in front of me, I'd probably freak out. Yeah. I went to the office once um, back in Feb- December, maybe. Like, and it was the first time I'd seen so many people in ages. I honestly didn't say anything to anyone. I was like, this is bizarre. Um, the anxiety of like having it, like, I didn't, I don't think, I don't have like really bad social anxiety. I mean, I think like everyone has it to a degree, just some people have it more than others. Um, and if anyone doesn't have it, I'm very jealous. But I think like going back to, like you say, a group setting, I think I would freeze or like, I just wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't say anything because I'd be like, I don't want to like say something stupid and then the whole rest of my day just being like, why did you say that, Kirsty? You sounded stupid. Like, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> so I think that's going to be interesting because, I mean, are you when you go, I suppose you'll be going off to New York, won't you? It's not a case of you getting back into the office. You've yeah, not even no. met some of your people face to face. Like, you've, you've not met them met, face to face, really, have you? I've met anyone. I've, met, I've met one person for a walk. Uh, in fact, Spark, as far as my, like, like, like you said, like, for me, it's just strange. Um, but uh, then on the flip side, like having obviously group meetings and group group conversations on a on a screen is just as awkward, I'd say. Um, yeah, you know, I'm trying to hold like some energy on a on a group chat is pretty is pretty dead in in many ways. So um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely excited for what the world's going back to normal though. Um, yeah. It's just going to be a real interesting change, I think. Yeah. What, about, what about socially? Like, the one thing that really struck me in, in, in all this was, like, my life revolved around booze. And mm. it, I don't know what else I did. Like, I couldn't tell you. if I, I don't know what else I used to do apart from drink. Um, I think I heard you say this on, on another one of your podcasts actually and it got me I thought about it then and I was just like oh my god Kirsty get a life like all you used to do is finish work go drink apple rolls and then go home like get a hobby sure. and <laughs> I I just I, I don't really know it's, it's gonna be really interesting to figure like I've, I've got I've got a lot of different um a lot different a different viewpoint on what I want to do um but I just I'm just like it's just it does amaze me if I look past my last five years I pretty much went to work for an aggressive amount of hours and then drank aggressively when I wasn't working mm-hmm. that was pretty shit and just did it again um have you had any sort of not epiphanies picking 20 bit is a strong word to, <laughs> to make that but you know do you, you know what I mean like, have you had any sort of thought process where you've been like wow what have I, what have I been doing for, for so long? And, and what, like, I want to, I want to actively change what I'm going to do when we get out of this. Yeah. Um, for me, I am literally the worst person when it comes to this. Like, I tried to think long-term about certain th- situations, but this year has just made me think there's no point in thinking long-term just like, like, I think everyone has like their life, their life, plan and things like that but I think one thing it's taught me is just like just out of work things just embrace as many opportunities as well like for me all I want to do is go and explore somewhere in the world I literally I had a thought the other day and I was just like I am just so fed up of being here I just want to get on a plane and go to like a completely obscure country and just stay there for a good while because I feel like for me, the biggest impact has been like this, like lack of like adventure. 
Like yeah. there's just nothing. No, like, yeah, I just need a change of scenery really badly. Like for me, I've, I've thought about like certain things that potentially I would want to do, like even places I'd want to live or even move to. But at the same time, I don't want to be getting my hope. I mean, my hopes up just yet. Um, I think we just need to wait for a clearer path of what the future will look like and and things like that. That's interesting. I think I might be honest with me. Like just more more so just a general my general being. <laughs> that sounds real like <laughs> spiritual, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean it more like I want to do experience different things that are gonna add some value to my life. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Even like little things, like I've like I've actually done quite a lot of nothing. I'd say like I've, I've done court duty, which opened my eyes to a million different things. Did a course like I'd never do that before. Um, yeah, bought a cycle, a cycle legend. Um, oh, yeah, you love cycling. You love your bike. But even like, even, like, even that sort of stuff, I would I just wouldn't do. Um, yeah, but and gone sorry. I was just gonna say that's so good for, for your mental health though. Like getting yeah. out on on the bike, like anything that's gonna improve your mood, just do it. Yeah, I think that, it. that's it. That that's it. Like if it's gonna make you happy, do it. If it's not, fuck it off. Like that's my yeah. mentality moving yeah. forward. I think. I agree with that so much. Like I've reached. I'm definitely past the point where I'm like, I'm not doing things to make other people happy. And I know that always sounds selfish, but everyone is like, you're your own like you're the main person in your life technically you're always going to be yourself and have yourself so you have to make sure your happiness is number one because if you think about it most other people aren't prioritizing your happiness so you've got to do it for yourself like and in this in most cases now we've been in lockdown so it's not really been selfish because it's given you a great opportunity to sit down with yourself and be like is everything I'm doing making me happy what could add happiness to my life And, and I think a lot of that is just in your head I, I completely agree I think it's it's yeah. just a really interesting point isn't it like even little things for me um I wrote a list the other day and it was like don't want to drink with anyone I don't want to drink with right yeah fuck that off huge thing yeah. that I, that I yeah, used that to off. um even even like I don't, there's, there's, there's many things I can think of um what I wanted to ask you was you sort of touched on it before like the, the adventure side obviously you went for people who didn't people who don't know you from beforehand obviously you went you did you something Peru didn't you when you went, yeah. went out and traveled um interested to know how that was obviously I know I know a bit of it already um but it'd probably be quite interesting for someone listening like how was that experience you know what did you not necessarily learn but mm. yeah for me solo yeah. travel everyone should solo travel I've done it twice now the first time was in at, in Fiji where I did a volunteer scheme um and we like did it did up a score and everything so that was a bit more it wasn't going into the unknown but that was with a whole load of other uni students but I didn't know anyone so I just went in there quite blindly and then Peru Peru was a funny one I think I was just it was when we were at Hayes and I was kind of like I just need something exciting and I didn't really want to go with anyone I was just like I mean, I said to people, people like, oh, did you not want to go? I said, oh, yeah, I asked my friends, but it was quite expensive. Reality, I just didn't really want to go with anyone. I just wanted to go by myself and just, I just wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to have to answer to someone. I was like, I want to do what I want to do. And then 
not be guilty about it because I feel guilty. I always, when I'm with somebody else, I want them to be happy as well. So I didn't want that feeling. So I was like, you know what? And I literally loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So we did the um, Inca Trail, which is our hiking up the mountains and ended up uh, at Machu Picchu, which was the like last day. So it was like a three day trek. And the thing I loved as well, it wasn't just people your age. Like, it was a right, I love the mix. Like it's so important to mix with different people because I spoke with one guy there who was, a, it was a dad with his daughter and they were Australian. So you're speaking to different, like people from different cultures, different countries. And he was like, he must've been like 50. She was my age. I felt like their daughter was oh, like just slotted in and like, it was yeah, just yeah. the best. Um, and had I been with someone, I guarantee I probably would have just spoke to them most of the time because you do that. Like naturally it's like, even like when you get friends going to uni together or like, yeah, that's the most common example. Yeah. You just see them attached to each other and then it makes it really difficult to just speak to other people or have conversations with anyone else. And it, it's a shame because you're missing out on speak like, I'm not being preachy, but you're just missing out speaking to or learning from other people. Like I had some really interesting conversations because as you can imagine, you're hiking around for like three days. Yeah. You're gonna need to get some good chat, which I already have, obviously. That's that's how you available. You're not gonna vouch for that. You want sorry? You're not gonna vouch for my good chat. Oh, definitely not, no. That is <laughs> a pure lies, and that is not the opinion of the podcast. Um but no, I think that's really interesting. Another topic that I've been thinking about quite a lot recently is like, is being at one or I don't know how best to describe that is more like if you being able to enjoy experience by yourself, obviously that is the real first step of enjoyment, isn't it? Because if you can't enjoy, an ex- if you can't even enjoy going for a walk without looking at your phone or if you can't enjoy sitting down in silence without having to be stimulated, it, it's... Yeah. Um, it's like the first step to then, you know, then you can enjoy it with the people and then that becomes an experience. Whereas, um, I don't know, it's, uh, like I, I'm, I'm completely the same way of as you, like doing stuff on your own. Obviously, I'm a massive, um, you know, I, I spend a fair bit of time on my own anyway. Um, but I, I, I enjoy that. Like, well, I don't necessarily enjoy that, but I, I'm okay with that. And I think that's one thing that I hear a lot of opinions around um, other people. When people say they can't be on their own, it worries me. I'm like, fuck me. One day is going to yeah. come and you're going to be gone. Like, that's not going to, it's not, it's not healthy. Honestly, that's such a key point. Like, if, if you're not, you have to be happy with yourself because as I touched on before, you're technically only ever going to have yourself throughout your whole life. I know that's really depressing. I'm not trying to bring everyone down, but you have to like yourself yeah. and you have to be able to spend time with yourself because you're not always going to be with, well, you're very fortunate if you're always going to be with someone, but there will always be times where you're going to be by yourself that like you have to be able to manage that. Because like for me personally, I quite enjoy, I, I'm not a loner. I like, I like being with people and then I like being by myself. I'm like, what's it called? And I'm a, um, I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Yeah. Like, I'm very, like, depends on my mood. Um, But there's nothing I love more than just, like, even, like, every night after work, I literally get my sticker podcast in, go for a walk for, like, 45 minutes, whatever. And then you just feel good. Like, you don't need to always be with someone. Yeah. I don't know. It scares me that really codependent people, and I know it's hard to not be codependent, 
it's an easy it is easy to fall into but you have to make sure you like love yourself and your company first and then let someone else kind yeah. of well I think, I think like it's just such an important point though because like like it sort of links into a lot of things we talked about a lockdown if you if you're in a position where you are locked down by yourself and you how and you can't actually like you can't that's you can't cook and you've literally depended on someone else to cook for you for the last however many years you're fucked like you can't yeah like it's just like life skills and just you obviously mental health is a huge thing there not being able to you know enjoy yourself your time um but i think it also sort of links back to the food point because for me anyway like i like I said, when I when I got relatively big, and I was I like just like one day just looked up and I was like, "Fuck me, boy. like you need to <laughs> get back, get back into yeah. into shape." Um, like that that scares me because not that it scare me, sorry, but like I know at that point if I at that point if I was on my own for numerous like a, a long time, that's probably why I spent a lot of time like I said drinking with other people because I would I I could escape reality. Like I wasn't looking after myself. I was just using it as a vehicle to destroy my body basically right and and, and, yeah. and with that my mental health physical health blah blah, blah. um so i think like I forgot, I forgot what my point was here my point was my point was that you know if you get to those stages and you know you talk about these diets and you talk about like your your nutritional habits and then you don't actually enjoy who you are as a as a person um it does kind of make a it's just a big point, isn't it? Like for for yeah. for so many different things. Yeah, that it literally. I feel like it all comes down to that. Essentially, like what you're putting into your body will also impact how you feel. Like if you're, like you say, if you're drinking every weekend, or like people doing drugs every weekend at parties, and then on Monday you feel like absolute crap. Yeah. Don't say that's like. You can't really, unfortunately, well, you can, it can be your mental health as well, but that's obviously going to be a result of you putting all that into your body as well. And it's not going to be, I think people, like with the lockdowns and everything, if you're sort of trying to keep to a routine, you're eating well and you're choosing to move your body, exercise and that, like it does wonders. And I'm not being all preachy because I went through years and years of my life being quite heavy and so I know, I know that it's a lot of work to do that. Like I've come from not doing that for a considerable, but the more of my life than I have to now doing it and everything just kind of goes up from that point. So if what you start eating, start moving, everything will gradually get better. I feel like from that point, because you'll get more confident as well. Like, like what you were saying before, like you're much happier in yourself and being alone when you feel when you've eaten well you're fit you're healthy like yeah it's a given almost it seems really obvious but I feel like with lockdown a lot of people have been like oh the gym's been shut I can't really do my usual workout and then as a result also your food you might just be like like you say you've got nothing to look forward to so you're like oh let me get a chocolate bar because I need something to look forward to tonight and then it just becomes like spirals out of control habits and I yeah. think habit it all comes down to habits it's like the book I was telling you about, um, like James Clear, when he yeah, says, "Yeah, I've, I've read it now." Yeah, good lad. It's like he says, if you do the same thing like over and over again, if small things every day amount to huge things, basically, and 
if you just move even if you go for a walk every day that's fine like just do something, just do something like, yeah yeah and again by yourself as well it's a or, or take a take a mate if you have a mate to talk to got like whatever well no i've not got a mate either but we move we got podcasts you don't exactly. need you got podcasts uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting isn't it like it's it's uh it's just that I think that I think that for me, my biggest sort of takeaway of the last year or so, um, and I like, to your point there, like my Sam, my friend, um, he talks about like your body being a Formula One car, and like you wouldn't you wouldn't feel a Formula One car with shit, would you? And expect it to yeah. expect it to perform. Um, same with your body, and same with you know everything you do, really, right? So yeah, I like yeah, it's that. definitely it's definitely an interesting an interesting topic in that sense. Um, I guess my last point was around the idea of excuses because I think for me um, mm. all these things sort of you know if you, if you look at them as a as a whole it bears down to doing it or not doing it right and, and obviously habits and routine come into play but how have you if you have or have you been through the sort of excuse phase um, I definitely have like I've made every other excuse under the sun to myself um, that I can't do yeah. something but Maybe you could see your experience on that on that topic. Yeah, I think we love doing this to just justify it to ourselves to make us feel better. Like you yeah. think of every excuse to not do something and you know you're fooling yourself and you're trying really hard to. Um, I think for me, when I was like my heaviest, um, I wasn't actually that unhappy with myself because at the time I had like a long-term boyfriend. He loved me. I had friends. I was cool. It was fine. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was very much like I did that completely sort of for myself. So that was fine. But now when you reach what when you reach your goal, I think that's when it can it's a, it's maintaining it that can be hard. And that's where excuses can sometimes come up and you're like, oh, well, I've, I've worked so hard already. I don't need to keep working out anymore. Uh, but then yeah. unfortunately, that would just mean you'll go back to <laughs> if you go like, yeah. one, if you don't maintain your lifestyle. So. But yeah, it's so hard sometimes, especially in lockdown, you can't go to the gym, you can't, so excuses. I think, I think you have to listen to your body though. Like if you've been working out, you know yourself, if you one day you don't want to do something, don't do it. Yeah. No one's got a gun to your head and you shouldn't feel guilty. Like I know, like, I don't know if you've had this, but sometimes like, if you have a rest day and you're like, you feel guilty for having a rest day. So you're like, oh, you feel like you've, you've not done what you should have but you've just got to know yourself and know what you can handle and then build that up over time so then it won't really be excuses at that point it will just be a case of do I want to work out today or do I want to eat well today yes or no kind of thing and it's not an excuse it's just your lifestyle kind of thing yeah and I, I agree I agree with that completely like that that's that summed up really I, I think the more you make something out of it and it's harder I think it's harder for me like I said like that all nothing mentality comes into play so if I'm not if I'm you know in reality if I'm not doing anything to 100% I feel like I'm failing so yeah. I I can't really not have that you know not have that um that barrier that's, that's work on for me that's like a constant um thing that I need to work on but yeah uh yeah, I think when you, I think when you get to peace with look, this is this is you. This is what you need to do to maintain your lifestyle and not become an absolute pleb. Um, <laughs> that that becomes you know it's much easier to handle. Um, mm. But like you know, different people have different opinions. But it's it's yeah, it's really interesting to sort of hear different viewpoints because 
I do think that's a huge thing. Like I am um, the amount of excuses you hear just in general. I'm not even not even just working out, just like general shit. Like making your bed. How many oh, times you're not no. making your bed? Make a bed as soon as you get up. I swear, it always should be the first thing you do, even if you're going to get back into it. Like on the weekends, I've got up before just to brush my teeth, and I've got back into bed after I've made it because I'm just like I still want to make it because then they say you've at least accomplished one thing that day, and so yeah. if you if you do nothing else, you've made your bed. So make your bed. There you go. <laughs> that can be it. That can be the yeah. The, the title of the podcast make your bed i like um, that yeah let's let us let's end on a positive note uh or yes. i've got we a quick few quick few five questions yeah few five. what have i just said quick few five questions i know quick what you five mean five questions uh, favorite place to eat in london go oh for gloria tutoria in shoreditch for pasta or if you want a roast go to black Lock. I can't pick between the two. Glory Tutorial. I need, I need more info on these two places. Oh, no. If you know, you know. Gloria Tutoria. It's a... Um, actually, to be fair, the name's really hard to say. I don't even know if I say it correctly. But it's a, um Italian place in Shoreditch. They do amazing truffle pasta, burrata. Oh, they gosh. did a Nutella, like, log that was, like, so long. It was probably about half my height, and I'm, like, 5'9". It's, like, huge. Um... And then Blacklock, do the best meat ever. Sorry, any vegans. That's a, that is a huge claim. What? Because um, my next question was going to be, where's the best place you've ever eaten, ever? Oh, <laughs> this is so mean. Ever. For people that oh. can't see Kirsten right now, there's a deep thinking face going on. <laughs> I've had some good meals. Now, I think one of my favourites like um, that I've had was Sexy Fish. It's the sushi vibe. So, you know, when you can just get loads of dishes and yeah. just eat, like you eat so much more. Like If you put everything on your plate that you ate that night from all the little dishes, you would never eat that much. But when it's all little dishes and you're picking at it, you never know. Um but yeah, black lock for a roast. I think I can name you each category of favorite food. So like Gloria or Padella for pasta, black lock for a roast. Yeah. And then Brigadiers or Dashoom for like Indian. Okay. They're my top. Have you been to Brigadiers? That's close to where we were. I've been to Brigadiers, yeah. It's unreal. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. The you, have, you, you did just say your best meal ever was sexy fish and then didn't include it in your top restaurants there. No, because I can't. I can't pick. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm doing it in categories. So I've given you Italian roast dinner, sushi, and Indian. They're, they're my favourites out of all of those. So I think just one that's, or two. I mean, fair play. That's that, that is a lot of options. My final question is: three course meal. You're making it. What are we talking? Yeah. Say you're a master chef. Well, I know what's the other one called. Uh, come down, come down with me. Why can't I be a master chef? That's so rude. <laughs> God, come down with me. Okay, I think I'm gonna work backwards. Don't hate me. Okay. Um, dessert. I love cheesecake. Love cheesecake. I would make any cheesecake. I don't. I mean, 
yeah any cheesecake I just love so I'd start end with that it doesn't have to all link does it it can just be whatever look I, don't I want- mean I'm oh. too much to eat this food You're, this is this is you no, you, can, I'm you, gonna- you can you can add entertainment into this as well as a okay 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 um I have to do a really good bit of bit of steak I think for for a main and then some really nice chips like you know the thick ones and I saw I saw I make a chimichurri to go on this on the steak I love chimichurri very good love that huh very good oh good I thought I thought you were giving me a dirty look there I was like don't even we're gonna argue um to go on the steak nice few chips there starter ah I mean, I love nachos, but that's so bad. You can't go from a, from nachos, from nachos to, steak steak to cheesecake and then a cheesecake. I feel like I'm committed. You should have given me warning on this. I would have broke out a whole menu. I, I'll probably this, get off this and be like, damn. I didn't I mean, think this, so. that is, this is the whole beauty of, you know, on the spot thinking. Are we going nachos? Is that, is that really where you get oh, it? Oh, that's so dread. Oh, yeah, fine. Go, go nachos. I'll, I'll think of something really good after this. But nachos. Interesting. Really Interesting good choice. Na- loaded ones. Maybe with some chili on top, chili, some cheese, guacamole, sour cream. That, is, that sounds like someone who's I, trying to really spice the nachos up because you know, it's a terrible, terrible choice. Um, no, it's not if you do them right. But I appreciate the whole meal didn't go like, but sometimes it doesn't need to. It's nice to have a medley. That's true. Maybe get some belly dancers in for entertainment just to make it even more wacky. No. To ask what your entertainment was there, but um, belly dancers. I mean, it's decent. I think it'd be a decent night, and I think you'll get some good experience points there. So you know. I reckon I'd win. Come dine with me. Strong. Another strong claim. What would yours be? Oh. It is quite hard on the spot. Uh, I would go for some sort of prawn dish to start, because that's pretty easy. Uh, main course, I'd go with the paella. Okay, seafood. Are you still doing? Go for the seafood yeah. vibes. Yeah. Um, although I did watch uh, Sea Spiracy yesterday, and that's. Oh. I've not really? watched it yet, but everyone's going on about it. Give it a watch. It's mind blown. Really, it is genuinely mind blown. Um, and to finish, I would go for. I'm not really a big dessert fan, to be honest. I don't mm. know what goes with seafood desserts. Wine. Oh, <laughs> dessert like wine. Dessert wine. Yeah. Oh, I quite good. like dessert wine. It's very sweet, though. You've got to be in the mood for a dessert wine. Yeah, you do. Um, but look, it's been great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm amazed that we've gone through this whole thing without laughing. So I think to the us. topic just haven't been that funny because I'm I have laughed a few times to be fair, but nowhere near as much as I thought. So yeah, that was positive. Be good for listening, listener. Sure. Um, and yeah, how have you found it? How did you find your your pod experience? Yeah, it's been really good to have a, a good conversation about things that you don't normally talk about on a day-to-day basis. So I think it's important to do that every now and then, go out of your comfort zone, 
you know, I don't really do pods that much, but it's been very enjoyable. Cool. Well, um, tune in next week for a similar, no idea what it's going to be, but uh, we will see you then. And thanks again.